Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. And so I'll see, you know, you you talk to the recruiters once in a while and um, you're looking at different executive level positions that are being posted and and you'll see like some of the applicants and you're like, what, uh, where, you know, I, I, I appreciate the boldness, but they yeah. don't meet any of the minimum requirements. <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. and, and so you want, you want to, you know, uh, but, but I think what happens is, uh, people will see that salary and they're like, Hey, why not? I'm going to apply for it. Um, but what I don't see a lot of people do is prepare for the responsibility. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut, the podcast that shares encouraging stories and practical tools to help pull you out of your rut into a life worth living. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in just a moment, we're going to continue our conversation with Scott Green. He's a director of organizational development, but also one of the hosts of the Llama Lounge, produced by Llama Leadership. So he's an Air Force veteran, retired uh, senior non-commissioned officer, and he brings his expertise in military leadership and in organizational development, team development, to help you advance your career. Now, in a previous episode, we talked about how you can advance your career by focusing on the return on investment on your salary. Now we're going to talk about preparing your fields for the rain. So if you're looking for that promotion, the next step up, but you haven't prepared your fields to receive the rain you're asking for, are you really going to be prepared to receive that next promotion? So we're going to talk about some tips and tricks and ideas and just really a way of living and working that will prepare you for the next step. So sit back and relax unless you are, I don't know, trying to lathe something on a construction site. In that case, you probably just need to keep paying attention to what you're doing, but keep us in your AirPods. Maybe not both ears, though, because you probably need to hear for any calls for safety issues, that kind of thing, uh, because we want to keep you in one piece at least. But in any case, here we go. Yeah, I'm wondering, what is the 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 duration, the average duration that a person has with an organization now? Uh, it's um, around there used to be, three there, years or less now. Probably about three years or less, right? Yeah. And so that reminds me of my time in the military, right? So every duty station, every, uh, you know, change of assignment was about three to four years. Yeah. And so my goal for each of those duty stations, when I, when I was assigned to a new base or I had a new uh, type of responsibility was at the end of the year, what is my performance evaluation going to look like? And the more impact I made, the better the performance evaluation. Yeah. And so I encourage employees to put themselves in that mindset. Like if I only had two years in this department, right? Two years with this organization, even, even though you may stay there for five, six, seven years, but we know the average is about three. If I say, okay, what do I want to accomplish in the next two years? Not that I just want to come to work every day and just do these processes, do these tasks that are assigned to me, but what kind of influence do I want to have? What kind of change do I want to see? What kind of impact do I want to have? It's like goal setting, right? This is what I want to accomplish in the next two years. Start working towards those goals and think about how you want your evaluation to read at the end of the year. And that's when you quantify everything that you've done. Um, I worked with a, a, a guy uh, just recently who um, he's a military background as well. Uh, I hired a, a former army officer, very uh, logistical thinking, very analytical. And uh, every time 
each week I'd go into his office, we'd have these conversations and he had a, a word document up on his, on his um, computer. And he was just basically typed out every new thing he did in the previous week. So mm-hmm. not necessarily the, the typical tasks that he did, but the new things, like if I improved our, our, our website, um, if I uh, found a, a quicker way to process um, a vendor uh, payment um, and, and, if you're always on the go looking for ways to improve things, a couple of things happen when they're looking for someone to elevate to that next level. You're not trying to prepare yourself. You're already prepared. Exactly. You're already, you're already demonstrating to your leadership and to your organizations, you know, C-suite that you're doing the work that it takes to fulfill that next role. And I, what I see too many people do nowadays is they won't, take that extra step and that extra initiative because they're not in the seat at that moment. Like, well, why should I worry about improvement? That's the superintendent's role or that's to the director's role. Yeah. But if you take ownership over the improvement, when that director's role becomes available, you make it hard for them to deny you that opportunity to take that, that position. Facing the giants just popped in my head and the story about the two farmers, right? The the one that they both, they're going through a drought. Um, every morning, both farmers wake up and they pray for rain. And, you know, mm-hmm. dear God, you know, please make it rain today. Let's grow some crops. Let's make, let's, let's bring bread to the, the masses, all that good stuff. Uh, and then after that prayer, one prayer would sit back down on the porch and wait for the rain. Uh, the other farmer would go to the barn, hook up the plow, go out to the field and plow the field and prepare it. Uh, and then check the seeds to make sure there are plenty of seeds and check the soil and, and you know, do I need to get more fertilizer, all that stuff. Uh, and then so the question at the end of this analogy is, which of the two farmers was prepared to receive the rain God was going to send? And, you know, it's the same thing you're talking about. You're, you're wanting to move forward in your career. Um, what is it you're doing to prepare yourself for that next level? And one of the uh, two things that pop into my mind is uh, the first one is a simple one. Uh, don't dress for the job you have dress for the job you want. And, uh, and I, I find myself not consistently fulfilling that. Like there are times where I dress like an executive at work. And then there are times where I'm like, I don't feel like it. I just want to fit in with everybody else. And I take the jacket <laughs> off. I take the tie off and, and my boss does a double take cause he's a vice president. And, uh, but then there are days where I just throw the jacket on no tie, just the jacket. And he's like, and it throws them off, which tells me, Jerry, you went on too long without dressing up for the part. Uh, now that you're dressed up for the part, you've kind of scared him. He thinks you're interviewing for other jobs. So wear the that jacket more too. often. Yeah. yeah. And and so it's like, just wear the jacket more often, Jerry. And, 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 you know, the executives start thinking you're one of them. And then they start thinking of you for projects and, and things like that, because you, you just have this presence about you. Um, the other way to prepare. I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I've had that happen where um, so it, routine, every once in a while, I'll wear a suit to work. And then you'll have, they'll have that one day you wear a suit and your boss sees you and you're like, is everything okay? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, why? You're wearing a suit. Yeah. I'm like, I-, I wasn't at a job interview this morning. Don't worry about it. I'm okay. <laughs> Not going anywhere. <sighs> yeah. I, I told my boss the other day because I, I keep a jacket. So I, you know, fan of the office and, and uh, some of the tips I learned about corporate life is, you know, from the office, like you always keep a jacket on the back of your chair because when your boss walks by early in the morning and they see your jacket, like, wow, Jerry came in he's early. You're not even there yet. You're coming <laughs> yeah. at eight or nine o'clock like everybody else. Uh, or you then, could be like George Costanza and just leave your broken down car outside of the office. Right. <laughs> and then, wow, he's really pulling the hours. 
uh, just push it into a different parking spot every <laughs> every couple of days. Uh, and then, you know, leave your jacket there because then they'll walk by at the end of the day when they're leaving. Like, wow, Jerry's still in the building somewhere. You know, that guy's really burning the midnight oil. Well, you know, this week, this past week, I decided, well, why don't I just wear the jacket, you know, and actually play the part? And, and so I did. And my boss was like, wow, you're all dressed up and snazzy. And I'm like... And I had some appointments that day, you know, that week, that day, <laughs> there were medical appointments. I'm like, uh, it's cool. It was truly a physical exam. That's where I was going. And he's like, oh, okay, good. I'm like, yeah, hey, I know. I, I love my job. Um, so th- that was the first thing though. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Uh, the second thing though, that you can prepare yourself to receive that rain in a sense. Um, you know, if your company has prescribed competencies, behavior competencies, you know, most folks look at those as just things you got to go through during the annual performance review. But seriously, this is advice I got from my previous director before I came to my current job. Uh, She said, take a look at the competencies, not for the employer supervisor, Jerry, because you're an informal leader. Why don't you take a look at the competencies for manager slash director, pick one to develop and go from there. And, right. I, and I looked at it and it was different. Like the, the competencies were way different. I, some of them I was already doing, uh, but then there was one around uh, communication, communicating effectively uh, and talked about being concise and clear and casting vision. And I, and I asked her, what about that one? And she said, that's the one you want. Cool. And so we focused on like executive presence and how to talk in a meeting uh, and knowing my personality. So like using my wackiness in a meeting, but then also knowing when to tamper it down, be quick, concise, point out and move on. Um, I was promoted to a manager within like six months of that advice. Um, And I was consistently every week getting feedback on how I was doing with that and never once asked her like, hey, when are you going to promote me? When are you going to promote me? It was just like there was a reorganization that came. And I was thought of first, not just by her, but the other directors in the department and the vice president thought Jerry would be perfect for that role. Let's let's see how he does. And so, I mean, the point I'm making there is I prepared myself for that role by looking at what is the next level of competencies and how can I grow to those competencies, not just sit on my laurels for the current ones. The challenge with most people is they want to prepare themselves for the salary, yeah. not necessarily, not necessarily for the responsibility, exactly, right? Exactly. So, exactly. so, so I, <laughs> I, I see, uh, cause my office is in human resources. Um, and so I'll see, and so I'll see, you know, you, you talk to the recruiters once in a while and, um, you're looking at different executive level positions that are being posted and, and you'll see like some of the applicants and you're like, what, uh, where, you know, I, I, I appreciate the boldness, but they yeah. don't meet any of the minimum requirements. <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. And so you want, you want to, you know, uh, but, but I think what happens is, uh, people will see that salary and they're like, Hey, why not? I'm going to apply for it. Um, but what I don't see a lot of people do is prepare for the responsibility. And so, uh, and it, it's like this in any, any new job, especially for first, first time supervisors, new managers, first thing they do. When they get offered the promotion, they start pulling out the calculator and they want to know what that next paycheck is going to look like. Yeah. But do they do they look at how many people am I now responsible for? Uh, how how large is this budget? What other pain comes along with with this position? Yeah. Um, what's and, my leadership and, and, credo going to be? You know, what's yeah? What's and and who now do I have? Sometimes it's nice to not be so close to certain levels of leadership, right? Because you didn't realize that person above you was often a buffer. Between right. you and that top leader. So now all of a sudden you don't have that buffer anymore. And so that, that, 
you might have had that one leader or director that was sort of shielding you from some of the harshness that comes uh, be, with being in that leadership role. And and people, a lot of people want to be leaders, and I appreciate that, but it's an unfair endeavor, right? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. not. It's not. It's not puppy dogs and roses. And sometimes it's uh, oftentimes it's harder days more than it is good days. And so what I encourage people to do is if you want to do that next level, if you want to move up to that next step, don't just prepare yourself and look at, oh, the reason I why I want to be at that next level is because I want to take care of people. Or the reason I really want to be at that next level is because the salary is better. You really want to take a closer look and see what does it really take? What are the what are the things that I'm not seeing? Um, the extra hours, the the phone calls in the middle of the evening. And I'm not saying this to scare people from trying to step up and take on uh, new roles, new responsibilities, but there's a lot that goes with it. It's not always as easy as it th- as most people see. Yeah. Nothing's more exciting than taking the responsibility for somebody else's mistake, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even talking to my own, my own people. I'm talking about like another department makes a mistake and somehow it's my fault. And I'm like, what? No, I'm not even a I don't even do well, well, that job. Like, how do you think or that if was you, me? Or if you just, or if you just taken on the new role, yeah. And there was a failure three months ago in that department, <laughs> yeah. and you're and you're the one. Why did this happen? Like, I, I don't know. I wasn't here then, but you still have to, uh, yeah. in some ways, take ownership for correcting that problem. Oh, so exactly. you can't just use the the new guy excuse forever. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more, within just minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting is not hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters like myself already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Sign up today using my link, beyondtherut.com slash Buzzsprout, and that lets Buzzsprout note that I sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for one of their paid plans, and helps support my show. With that said, let's get back to my show. Here we go. So we've already talked about, um, you know, upskilling you know, quantifying your, your contribution, looking at what you're doing in terms of quantifiable ROI type of perspective, as opposed to just, I show up and I don't get fired. Uh, we talked about, you know, growing yourself for the next level. So dress the part, uh, learn the competencies and the skills of the next level and stepping up and, and meeting the challenge of what's needed for the organization, for your leader and so on. Um, what would you say is another way to, to grow yourself for the next level? 
I will say this, and it's it's sort of a biblical viewpoint. Be the salt and light, right? Be that person that's dependable. Be that person that in a pinch they can go to you. And when they do go to you, you're going to have the great attitude about it. Uh, you're going to be that person that you feel like you pick the right person to go to in a pinch. Because um, it's easy to, wow, they're always messing up and they're always relying on me. Well, if you're going to have that bad attitude when when your leadership comes to you for an emergency, if you're going to have the negative attitude, the um, just sort of sourpuss, oh, they're always bothering me about this, then they may be preparing you for that next level and what to expect. So if you're going to have a negative attitude when they're giving you these short notice taskings, uh, short notice uh, emergency situations, then they're probably not going to look at you for a permanent role in a leadership development uh, capacity. So that's that's why I, you know, my, you know, you and I are both, you know, uh, share Christian values. And so we're probably the annoying ones at work, Jerry, where we're there early every morning, smiles on our faces. Uh, but we want to know that we want people to know that um, you can have a great attitude at work and you can be that dependable person at work. And even when things are bad, and even if things are <clears throat> not going the way it should be, your attitude will get you through that that tough time better than a bad attitude. Will. Yes. Oh, and yeah. so 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 dressing the part, building up your your resume, so to speak, as far as you know, quantifying what you do, find problems and solve those problems that maybe the leadership doesn't even recognize as a problem. And then also, again, be that salt and light. Be that person that people are willing to go to when there's a need. You don't necessarily have to be the person that does the thing that's being asked. Um, at least find out who the person is and, and communicate to the person. So you set expectations as well, uh, because I mentioned earlier as a joke, like my department gets blamed for things that we don't even do. Like that's not even our responsibility area. And we just launched an ERP. And I kid you not, if I had an email, no, if I had a dollar for every email I got that blamed my department for something else, somebody else is responsible for. Right. I'd be taking out a lot of people to lunch to celebrate the implementation <laughs> of this thing. And and so it's like and, and for and for the listeners, ERP. Uh Enterprise Resource Planning. So it's a software system that integrates your human resources, finances, and supply chain all together into one system. So your leadership can actually run analytics much faster and make decisions that are data-driven as opposed to just based on hunches or old information from reports. Um, so that's an ERP. Um so anyway, yeah, we would just get an email or a phone call that blamed us for something every single day. And, you know, we could just simply say, hey, sorry, you got the wrong department. That's not us. And leave it at that. Uh, I think something that has distinguished our department from other teams and other departments is we will actually connect that person. Like, we'll let them know, hey, you know, our department actually does not handle that. We never send that email out. That's not us. Um, but I think I know who does. Let me find out who it is. Let me connect the two of you together uh, and give me some more information so I can set this up with the other person. And within 30 minutes or an hour or the next day, um, there is now a meeting between the two parties that really need to have the meeting and a solution is made. And when it's all said and done, the person who started all this and blamed me or my team for the problem turns around and says, thank you so much. That's exactly what I needed. But we never go out there and get defensive. We don't cut them off. We don't say, you're dead to me for blaming me. Like, none of that happens. We know that they're frustrated. And, and so there's that detachment, like knowing that we're, we're look, 
it's not a personal attack on me. Uh, the person needs help, and they've been getting bounced around before they got to us, and so let's just help them. And so I think that's the big difference maker. Uh, being the salt and light is not uh, blowing them off, saying, uh, that's not my job, good luck. It's being the salt and light at work is, hey, you know, that isn't what I do, but let me see if I can help find the person who can help you. Yeah, you know, especially in a hospital system, when you when you think who the ultimate customer is, Right. So you have your internal customers, right? You have those departments, you have the nursing staff, the biomedical, you probably have facility management staff, um, radiology staff. They, I don't know if you have oncology or anything like that, but they are routinely dealing with frustrated um, clients and customers, right? People are hurting people. And so sometimes they'll take, and and I'm speaking from experience because I I worked medical for a lot of years in the military and um, they may take whatever issues they're having out on you because you you're in that safe lock behind HR closed doors. Right, you don't yeah. deal with the front line like <laughs> they do. And so, and so it's easy for them to get frustrated because they're, they're trying, they may be trying to save someone's life, you know, and, and they're, they're frustrated because they're not able to do that. And so it's just, it's about having empathy with people as well. Right. Um, I ran a, um, my, one of my last duty stations in the military, I was in the medical group. And part of my responsibility was running the hospital dining hall. Oh, and you're wow. like, yeah, you're like, yeah, it can't be stressful. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and what I would, what I would tell the staff, um, those frontline staff, the cashiers, the servers, um, the, the folks that serve the food is you're dealing with doctors who probably just gave someone a terminal diagnosis. You're dealing with family members who are coming through to get something to eat because they're stressed out. And they just, maybe their family member just received that terminal diagnosis. I said, it's our job not to just put food on a plate. It's not our job to just exchange money for for food, but our job is to be that that smiling face, that caring, uh, having that caring attitude <clears throat> and, and treating everyone, regardless if they come to us disgruntled or angry, um, who knows what they just experienced five minutes before walking into our, our, um, our area. So it's our job to make sure that we are presenting ourselves at our best and and being empathetic to whatever they just went through, whatever that is. And I, you know, I, I my current my current position, we have a lobby right before you go into HR because <clears throat> HR is one of those um, um, areas in our building that's locked behind closed doors. So there is a lobby area, and every time I walk through that that lobby area, and if I see someone in the waiting room, even though they're not here for me because usually the folks in that waiting room are here to meet with one of the recruiters. I'm not recruiting, but I'll always ask the question, have you been helped yet? Has someone, we do have a receptionist, but there are times when that receptionist may not be at the desk at that moment. And so I don't want that person sitting there coming, you know, seeing people go in and out and they're just kind of like, is someone going to help me or not? And so just taking that, that two seconds to go, Hey, uh, have you been helped yet? Um, Because here's what I, I include myself in this one category that receives more hate and more punishment and more um, just sort of bloodlust than any other category. And that category is they. Oh, yeah. Those guys. The, 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 those <laughs> they, guys. They. They're horrible. Right? They. It's always they, right? It's always that office. It's always yeah. they. They told and me. So, uh, they did this. They did that. They created this policy. They created this, um, you know, this mess. <clears throat> and one of the things I talk about with our uh, brand new employees when they come to work for the city or municipal government is welcome to they. So regardless of where you work in the city, you are part of they. Yeah. So it's important for you to represent they 
to the best of your abilities. So regardless of, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so regardless of where you work, right? You you could be the person that works streets, you could be the person that's working sewage systems, or you could be that person that gets to sit behind a nice desk and sit in a nice air-conditioned room. You need to represent at all times that you are rep- representing not just yourself, yeah. but you're representing the entire enterprise. That would be an awesome t-shirt by the way. We are they. Just, yes, we are the that. capital letters, and then like the city a logo <laughs> up there in the upper left, and maybe it's on the back. We are they, uh, but whatever it is, I mean, talk about like team, esprit de corps, culture. Like yeah. they all understand we are they. Like when our residents are mad, they're talking about us, and yeah. we got to change their attitude about us and let them say they're awesome, and you know they fix well, our roads and. And I, and I talk about that too with first term <laughs> supervisors, right? With first term leaders, first term managers, yeah. is welcome to they. Because the people that are underneath you uh, who who are looking for support or looking for answers and reassurance, they will throw the management team into one category, yeah. the they category. So, Jerry, you and I are going to write a book called Welcome to They. Yeah. And it's going to be – yeah. It's going to be about how to uh, turn they into a positive. Uh, there, there's a whole workshop series <laughs> off of this, by the way. Coaching. Did you just – that you just created just like two seconds ago? Or? Uh, I'm jotting it down right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to they. Boom. They. And we. Copy, copyright. Beyond the rut. They. Yes. On this Enterprises. date at this time, we, we came up with this. Nice. Nice, nice. All right. Well, we're almost out of time. Um, now, for the, you guys just been listening to us, and maybe I said it in the intro. Who knows? Um, maybe I forgot when I do the intro. Uh, but Scott, by the way, has been on the show three times already, and this is now officially put, he he wanted to get in the lead of most appearances on Beyond the Rut. <clears throat> he has finally achieved it, guys. Uh, so Scott Green, he's from LlamaLeadership.com. Uh, he's part of the show called the Llama Lounge, and. Both of our shows are part of the Lima Charlie Network, which you can find more about at LimaCharlieNetwork.com. And if you're like, what is Lima Charlie? Uh, well, in military terms, it, it stands for loud and clear. I, I hear you, Lima Charlie. Uh, so radio talk, basically. Um, so if you ever want to sound cool, like, hey, I hear you, Lima Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> you can do that, guys. All right. Uh, so, Scott, any final words of wisdom for these folks before we head out? Sure. Uh, first of all, so I'm in the lead now. Is it is it official? You are officially, yeah. You beat Sarah McDaniel. So I'm going to email Sarah okay. and say, "Hey, Sarah, you've no, only no, been no. on three times. Scott's yeah. been on four. When do you want to come back on?" And what's we'll like? A, I like an I like battle. a do- I like a dominant performance. So we'll have to do this again very very soon. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, I I want a strong lead. I want a strong lead. There you go. Yeah. So check <laughs> check out Beyond the Rut. Check out uh, the Llama Lounge podcast and the Llama Leadership website where we have. Uh, weekly blogs. We have uh, access to our podcast, all kinds of other nuggets. And uh, check out the Lima Charlie Network, which uh, Beyond the Rudd is a part of, the Llama Lounge podcast is a part of, and we have other uh, military um, affiliated uh, veterans and uh, military supporters that uh, have their own podcasts that are part of that network. And every day you get something different, a new new episode each day from one of our uh, affiliates. Nice. There you go. All right, everybody. Now, if you combine both episodes, you've heard Scott and I talk about how to discuss your salary in terms of return on investment. And then from there, how do you prepare how do you prepare yourself for the rain? So if you're asking for that promotion, if you're looking for the next step up, how have you been preparing yourself for that next level? Now I joke a little bit about the office, you know, keeping a chair uh, a jacket on your chair and all that stuff. But other than that little joke, everything else 
is on par? What are the competencies for the next level? What are the skills for the next level? Uh, are you dressing for the part in a sense? Are you carrying yourself in a way that is the next level? What's your mindset shift going to be? All those good things. Now, if you like what you heard, hit the share button and send this to a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. Now, if you're looking for a leg up and you have no direction where you want your life to go, then I invite you to download my free tool, Measure It to Make It. It's a free goal setting tool that'll help you cast vision for your life. And you can find that at beyondtherut.com slash goals. Now, just one more call to action here. It's really not a call to action, but if you want to find some of the links that we reference in this episode, if you want to find the link to the previous episode, uh, you can go to the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 328. Now, I'm glad you joined me this week, and I look forward to joining you again next week. But until next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.